Well, welcome everyone. This is Dr. Hedberg and welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show. I'm excited today. I'm going to be talking to Dana Trentini, also known as Hypothyroid Mom. We've known each other for quite a while now. I've written a couple uh, articles for her blog, so I'm excited to have her on today. And uh, Dana is um, the founder of HypothyroidMom.com. And she launched this blog in October of 2012 in memory of her unborn baby. She lost the hypothyroidism. So she set out on a mission to learn all she could about hypothyroidism and to share her discoveries with people around the globe. Dana has been featured in the Wall Street Journal and the Atlantic. Dana, welcome to the show. Oh, Dr. Edberg, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you as well. So what really motivated you to become a thyroid patient advocate and create Hypothyroid Mom? Well, Dr. Hedberg, I say all the time, I'm, I'm the last person on earth that should have created a blog. Um, I could barely turn on a computer. A couple months before I launched Hypothyroid Mom, I, I, I wasn't on Facebook. I had no idea how to use Twitter. Um, and when someone mentioned a blog, I, I didn't even know what that was, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I had dreams. I had these dreams that I had written a book and the dreams were so vivid. And I could see this name, Hypothyroid Mom, on this book. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. I, I had been diagnosed with hypothyroidism in 2006, a few months after my first son was born, and I thought everything was okay. I was taking um, a T4-only Synthroid drug. I didn't feel great, but I just trusted that my doctor knew best. I was in New York City, one of the best cities in the world. When I became pregnant again in late 2008, um, I felt so unwell. It was like I was the walking dead, and I kept calling my doctor and visiting my doctor to say, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I feel so unwell. I'm so tired. I just don't feel right. My, the response was always, well, you're pregnant. That's just because you're pregnant. But something inside me knew that it wasn't just that I was pregnant. I'd been pregnant before. I knew what that felt like. And this didn't feel right. Um, I miscarried my child and I went in to um, have a DNC to remove my child, and I remember the anesthesiologist asking me, you know, do you, you know, how do you want to do this? I said, you put me right out. I don't want to remember a single thing about this. This is crazy. And as I'm counting backwards from 10, 9, 8, all I'm thinking is I'm going to get off this table and I'm going to go research my ass off and I'm going to figure out what happened to my child. Um, you know, after you know, researching night and day, I discovered that many doctors have not read the Endocrine Society and American Thyroid Association guidelines for pregnancy for thyroid women that recommended a TSH of less than 2.5 in the first trimester, less than 3.0 in the second and third. And mine was hovering near 10 with symptoms that were just atrocious. I decided I was going to start Hypothyroid Mom literally a few months before. I said, I don't know what a blog is, but somehow I'm going to figure this out. And I really think that when a warrior mother comes out and says, 
I am here to tell you what happened to my child so this does not happen again. I just think you get some superhuman power to create things you may have never created. So mm-hmm. it's been wonderful. A whirlwind. I am so blessed to have all the followers I do. I feel like we are this beautiful, supportive community that wants one another to feel well. And what I can tell you is I went on to have my second son and I feel fabulous, Dr. Hedberg. I have hypothyroidism. I take thyroid medication every day. But what I can tell you is I feel fabulous. I'm 46 years old. I feel better today than I did at 20. So I know there's hope because hope happened to me. That's a great story, Dana. I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. And, and you know, you're definitely passionate about it. And that shows in you know, the work that you've done online and, and spreading the message. So why don't we uh, get into some specifics? So why sure. don't you just talk a little bit about the signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism? That's a great question because the most popular article at Hypothyroid Mom is an article I wrote four years ago when I first launched um, called 300 Plus Hypothyroid- Hypothyroidism Symptoms, Yes, Really?, It's been shared by over 145,000 people on social media. And when I look at it, sometimes I wonder, what is it? Like everybody shares this article and I get it. It's because low thyroid can affect every single part of the body. Everything from the top of your head down to your toes, hair loss, dry skin, twitching eyelids, dental issues, constipation, digestive issues, acid reflux, fertility issues, and menstrual cycle disorders, and high cholesterol and high blood sugar levels and heart attacks. Um, I mean, the, 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 the symptoms go on and on. Um, and really, it's because every cell of the body requires thyroid hormone for proper functioning, so we can present with all kinds of symptoms. In fact, when I look at that list over my lifetime, I've had about 180 of the various 300 symptoms that I list. Um, I'm thankful that with optimal thyroid treatment, I now feel great. And most of my symptoms have eliminated. Um, Some of the more um, deep set ones have improved. So um, I would say like, you know, it is possible. It is possible to eliminate many of those, those symptoms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you're right about, the signs and symptoms, it's kind of difficult sometimes to explain to people, um, you know, how most anything that they're feeling or they're experiencing can be connected with their thyroid. So, um, what would you say the prevalence is of thyroid disease? Yeah, I know Dr. Heiberg, when you said that about, um, how it's very hard to talk about the signs and symptoms and, and, um, one of the things that, you know, we have to say first and foremost is fatigue. I mean, there is a fatigue when you hit rock bottom with hypothyroidism, which is what happened to me when I was in my, that pregnancy that I miscarried, I hit rock bottom. And even after that miscarriage, I was so down, like in a dark, deep hole that I didn't know if I was going to open my eyes in the morning. And you cannot describe when it's, when like we're all at different stages of that disease at different severity levels. But those of us that have reached that rock bottom, what I can say is I have never found the right words to describe that kind of fatigue where you just can't keep your eyes open. 
you're aching because you're so tired. Um, so yeah, above all, if I had to say there was one symptom above all that should be a red flag for people is very unusual chronic fatigue. The prevalence to me, this is the astonishing part is that the World Health Organization recently gave estimates that there are 750 million people worldwide with thyroid disease and they say that it's possibly even more prevalent than diabetes. At least 30 million Americans have a thyroid disorder and half, 15 million are silent sufferers who are not diagnosed. And this is by the American Association of Clinical Endocrinologists. According to the Endocrine Society, thyroid conditions are five to 10 times more common in women. The majority suffer from hypothyroidism. Um, but even though these statistics are extremely important and the majority of my followers are women, um, I, cr I, I, I created the title Hypothyroid Mom from my dreams because I was really saving babies of women with thyroid disease. So it was a perfect title for my blog. The truth is that I have many men that follow me and many parents of children with hypothyroidism. Um, there's heredity as a factor so we can have children um, and we should really be watching our children, especially around puberty, um, for the development of these symptoms. Uh, there are three times in a woman's life when she's more vulnerable to develop a thyroid condition. And, and this is because sex hormones are so intricately connected to the thyroid that there are three times in a woman's life she's so vulnerable, puberty, um, every pregnancy, and perimenopause, menopause. And if you look at those times in in a woman's life, it's always when their sex hormones are shifting. So it would make some sense that there are more women than men. Um, also puberty, I recall puberty was when my symptoms, although I can track them all the way back to when I was a young child, I recall that puberty was when things escalated. Now, pregnancy took me over the edge, but what that says um, for our viewers and our listeners is that we really have to be watching our children um, as well. Um, so, I mean, the prevalence, it, it's just shocking that if you say half a million, so there's 750 million people around the world, half of them don't know they have this. They're undiagnosed people who can't wake up in the morning. They're walking around with aches and pains. They've got chronic pain. Their hair is coming off of their head. They got severe constipation. They have high, high cholesterol and high blood sugar levels. They have brain fog and short-term memory issues and fibromyalgia and, men and absent menstrual cycles. And, you know, it is just mind-boggling. And I think it's because they go into the doctor's office and doctors are not picking up on these signs. They're not, they're just not getting it. It's, it's a medical community that needs to change the way they look at thyroid disease and how they treat it. Mm, right. Well said. Do you have any other thoughts on why there are so many undiagnosed thyroid sufferers in the world? Absolutely. I think there are a couple of major ones. One is that the main laboratory test that's used to diagnose and treat thyroid patients is um, uh, a test called thyroid stimulating hormone, which is shortened to TSH. And I think this one lab test explains so many undiagnosed people because first of all, the range is so very wide. 
Um, many labs will use 0.5 to 5, and other labs will go to 10. I mean, think about it. I was at a 10, and I felt like I was the walking dead. Um, I, I don't even know. I, I just don't get it. And, and, you know, some experts, many experts will say these ranges are way too broad. The other thing is that TSH does not give a complete picture of thyroid health. Um, there are other lab tests. There's free T4 and free T3. These are the thyroid hormones that are circulating in our blood that are unbound and can be used by the cells. They say that T4 needs to be converted into the active T3 hormone that the cells actually need. And some people, their bodies, for whatever reason, are healthy and are converting T4 to T3 um, well, and they're doing great. But those of us that are on T4 medications, these levothyroxine synthroid medications that only have T4, we're struggling because our bodies are not converting the T4 to the T3 like we need it. So having that one lab test is the biggest problem. The ranges are way too wide. We are all so different. So where in and out of those ranges we feel our best is different. I think we've lost sight of listening to the patient listen to the patient, listen to the symptoms. If they've got a wide range of symptoms that just don't all connect and you're sending them to with like bottles and bottles of medications for all different kinds of symptoms, you know, the thyroid is the place to look um, and look more fully. Um, I, so I think it's a very complex, a complex issue. Mm -hmm, exactly. And what specific lab tests would you recommend for hypothyroidism? There are six primary ones. So what I said is that TSH is often the only one run, sometimes T4. But I think the six primary ones are TSH, free T4, free T3, reverse T3, and it's very important to do the two thyroid antibodies for Hashimoto's, thyroid peroxidase antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies. Um, it's said that Hashimoto's is the number one cause of hypothyroidism, yet thyroid antibodies are not tested. So the majority of my followers will find me. They know they have hypothyroidism, but they have no clue they have Hashimoto's until they read, you know, articles on my Facebook page and my blog that, you know, tell about the importance of testing for thyroid antibodies. But for me, the complete picture is so important. Um, a lot of doctors will say, what's the point of testing for Hashimoto's? There's nothing I'm going to do other than give you Synthroid. And I say, well, wait a second. There's so much literature out there how to address the autoimmune component. And Dr. Hedberg, I've included great articles by you at Hypothyroid Mom related to Hashimoto's that to me it's mind boggling that mainstream medicine doesn't even test for those thyroid antibodies. That is one of the most unfortunate aspects of thyroid issues in the world is that conventional medicine just doesn't recognize Hashimoto's. And really, that's just because there's really no drug for Hashimoto's. There's no, there's no real treatment uh, from a pharmaceutical perspective, really, for, um, <clears throat> really for the autoimmunity. Right, uh, right. So that being said... Synthroid, which is levothyroxine, it's the most commonly prescribed drug for hypothyroidism. Why would you say so many people with hypothyroid are still feeling bad uh, taking Synthroid? And this is this is the question of the year. Someone should like, you know, win some kind of prize if they were to discover what the heck is going on with the pharmaceutical industry that 
Synthroid is the leading drug um, many years in a row. You know, it is the most lucrative um, drug that pharmaceutical companies make their money on. And the truth is, is that many, I would, I would estimate that the majority of adult hypothyroid people do not do well on these drugs. This does not mean that everyone will struggle. Some people, like I said about the importance of converting T4 to T3, uh, synthroid levothyroxine drugs, they contain T4 hormone only. That is inactive, that requires our bodies, our guts, the different organs that are involved in the conversion of T4 to T3. Um, but for many of us, we have other issues going on, including gut issues and liver issues that our bodies are just not converting or we have nutrient deficiencies that are causing that conversion to be a problem. So that you say, well, why are there a mil almost a million followers on the Hypothyroid Mom Facebook page? The only thing that would explain that is that those people are not doing well on their medication. Um, and that's what needs to change. I had my whole life change when I found a doctor open to finding what was right for my body. She didn't think there was just one thing that was right for one every person. Um, and that's the approach that really needs to be taken. I personally take a combination of natural desiccated thyroid. I take the brand Nature Throid. Um, and I combine that with a compounded time-release T3, which I take in the morning. Um, I split my Nature Throid. I take half first thing in the morning and the other half in the early afternoon. And I also take my time-release T3 around 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, and that T3 kind of split over the course of the day gives me energy all day. And I have found my happy spot is when my free T3 reaches the top quarter of the normal range. And then I feel like a whole new person. Um, the moment the chronic headaches start, the weight gain starts, the fatigue sets in. Um, I know that my free T3 is off. And my, I can even tell you without even doing lab tests that they're off. And I go in and I'll get my lab testing and sure enough, I'm correct. So finding what is that sweet spot for each person and which medication or medication combinations is right is, is really life-changing. Life but what we need is mainstream medicine to come on board with that because many uh, mainstream doctors will only pres prescribe T4-only drugs. They will refuse to do anything beyond that. Um, and, you know, I have an article at Hypothyroid Mom called 30 Online Resources to Help You Find a Great Thyroid Doctor. Um, there are great resources. There are great doctors like you, Dr. Hedberg, who believe in looking at the whole person and what's right for that person. So, you know, don't settle. Don't If you feel like crap and you're on a T4-only drug, there are other people just like you. You're not alone. And there are answers. And that's why um, blogs like Hypothyroid Mom exist. They wouldn't be, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't need a blog like Hypothyroid Mom if everyone was doing fabulous on Synthroid. That's exactly right. And, you know, you mentioned earlier and, and you've written on Hypothyroid Mom that thyroid disease is really like putting a, a big puzzle together. So what, what would you say the main pieces are of that puzzle that, that everyone should consider? Uh, you know, this is this is the most fascinating piece to me. A lot of people have my own personal family and friends have said, you know, aren't you going to get tired writing your blog? I mean, how much can you say about lab testing and Synthroid? Are you going to get tired and everybody else is going to get tired of it? 
Um, the truth is, is that it really is, thyroid treatment really is a puzzle. Um, there are many different pieces to it, including components related to autoimmunity um, that need to look at, to be looked at. Um, one, you had a fabulous article that's really popular at Hypothyroid Mom called Hashimoto's Disease, The Infection Connection. I love your article where you, you found that many of your Hashimoto's patients actually have chronic underlying infections that nobody knows about, um, like Epstein-Barr. Um, and, and so um, that is one, like a major one. Shouldn't everybody have these major um these major infections tested to see if that's the issue. Parasites even, and candida. I just had, I went through a whole bunch of testing of my stool because um, I went for a thermography instead of um, a traditional uh, digital breast um, mammogram. Um, I kind of alternate, and that's a whole other topic, but I alternate between digital mammograms um, and thermographies. And when I did my half body thermography, they found that I had inflammation in my gut in a particular part. I went on to find a functional medicine physician who's fabulous, tested my stool and came out that I have candida and I'm now working on getting rid of that candida. And um, who would have known if, you know, I hate this test of testing my stool. It wasn't the most pleasant test, but I wouldn't have known that that could even be an issue. Other major ones are nutrient deficiencies. So when I talked about the need to convert T4 to T3, there's so many nutrients that are involved in thyroid health from vitamin D, the B vitamins, uh, magnesium, zinc, selenium. So if we're not tested for those nutrient deficiencies, we're going to have all kinds of issues with our thyroid health that could possibly even um, be reversed if we were to find them. Like, so if they, what I would love to see is a new patient comes in, they look like they have hypothyroidism. The first thing you do, check, check all the infections, check all the nutrient deficiencies, food sensitivities, heavy metals, check it all, leaky gut, help address those before we jump to giving thyroid medication. Let's fix what the different pieces of the puzzle might be. Could we possibly prevent you know, not, the person might not even need their thyroid medication. Now, this is a big one because um, I am on thyroid medication. I've done all these pieces of the puzzle, but I still need my thyroid medication to be well. And I think that's fabulous that I found what works for me. I'm addressing my nutrient deficiencies. I have many of them. Um, I have many food sensitivities, including gluten and dairy and eggs and nightshades. Um, and so finding these different pieces of my puzzle, while it doesn't mean that I'm off my thyroid medication, com in, com in combining all these pieces together, I feel fantastic, fantastic. Um, and I can't say that that would have happened if I was just taking thyroid medication. I think for me, it's, it's a combination of all of these different pieces of the puzzle. Um, and I wish, and that's why Hypothyroid Mom is so fascinating to me is because I bring in all these pieces of the puzzle. I invited you to do write about infections because I thought that was fascinating. Um, I, had, I recently interviewed the celiac and gluten expert, Dr. Alessio Fazzano. Um, and oh my God, he was fascinating. We talked about gluten and leaky gut. 
um, for thyroid, for hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's. Um, we, I, I bring in experts on small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I'm going to have some more information on candida because that's, that's my new thing that I'm working on for myself and heavy metal toxicity. Uh, so you see, there's to me, it's just fascinating. There's so many pieces of the puzzle. Um, and that's why it's so important to follow a blog um, like this one, because you learn about all the different pieces that you should be looking at yourself. That's exactly right. It is really a big puzzle. And, and you've got to work with someone who really understands every possible piece mm -hmm. of that puzzle, because if you leave one piece out, then you're not really going to get good results. So what, uh, you know, you mentioned open-minded thyroid doctors who really understand uh, the puzzle. So what resources would you recommend to help patients find the best thyroid doctors? Well, you know, one of the most popular articles on my blog is 30 online resources to find a great thyroid doctor um, because there are many different um, resources. And I'm going to go to it. I'm actually going to click on it. Okay, so I'm going to give you some examples of some of the greatest. So thyroid advocate Mary Showman, who writes the about.com um, thyroid uh, portion of about.com, has a top thyroid doctor's directory. Um, the nonprofit Thyroid Change has recommended doctor lists from their followers for the United States, Australia, Canada, and international um, and countries around the world. Um, thyroid Sexy Gina Lee Nolan has on her website patient recommended doctors. Um, Dr. Isabella Wentz has recommended clinicians and health coaches. The um, group Thyroid UK has a list of where I can get desiccated thyroid in the UK, which is a really big one if you have any UK followers because they really struggle with doctors um, open to anything beyond their thyroxine. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Datis Karazian um, has practitioners that lecture for him and, and a locator called Thyroid Connections. RLC Labs that makes Nature Throid and WP Thyroid, which is, I take Nature Throid, has a locator on their website. Um, there are compounding pharmacies. Um, like, as I said, I, I do a combination of natural desiccated thyroid and a compounded time-release T3. Um, I hear from so many people around the world, in particular in Australia, that have great luck going to their local compounding pharmacy and saying, hey, do you know anybody who may who uh, prescribes compounded thyroid medication here? Um, and then they find great doctors, and and this might be a great way internationally, um, as well as in the U.S. Um, to find great doctors. I have um, links to compounding pharmacies and compounding chemists around the world. Um, so, and there's the Institute for Functional Medicine. I personally am currently now finding out about Candida because I found a functional medicine practitioner and the Institute for Functional Medicine has a locator there um, to find people trained with them. So that article is really, really important because there's so many great resources. Um, we can find open-minded doctors and it means not settling. Even if it means you know, speaking to 10 doctors to find the one, then that's what you need to do and that's going to be worth it because it literally can change your whole life. Those are some great resources that should help people quite a bit. And I'm going to include those resources on this uh, podcast post. Great. So everyone will have links to those. Now you mentioned Mary Showman mm -hmm. and you wrote a book with her called 
Your Healthy Pregnancy with Thyroid Disease, A Guide to Fertility, Pregnancy, and Postpartum Wellness. Can you tell us about that? The day I signed the contract with Perseus Books to Capo Press with Mary Showman to write this book that I had, I had dreamt about for years, I have tear stains on my contract, which is in my file cabinet. And sometimes I will look at it and see the tear marks that are on it. Uh, you have to understand that Hypothyroid Mom came from these dreams I had before creating it about a blog, uh, about a book that I was creating to save babies of women with thyroid disease. Um, I felt that I had failed to protect my own child when I knew something was wrong. I knew something was wrong, yet I believed doctor knows best. Um, especially they had fancy, you know, awards on their walls. They were on the Upper East Side in New York City. Um, I just did not question them, though my instincts told me I was a very, very sick pregnant woman. Um, and I felt like I had to do something. I had to do something that I lost my child so unnecessarily. Um, I, I read Mary Showman's book, Living Well with Hypothyroidism, and I contacted her and I had a very emotional um, phone call. And I said to her, I lost my baby and, and I know they, you know, I know that I should have done a better job of protecting my child. And she helped me. Um, she helped me find a great doctor and I went on to have my second son Hudson and shortly after he was born, I had these dreams of this book. I was going to interview the leading experts in thyroid in pregnancy and infertility and I was going to help women with thyroid disease, whether they had hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism, Graves disease, Hashimoto's, thyroid cancer, thyroid nodules, no matter what kind of thyroid disease they had. I was going to have experts that were going to share actionable items that they could take to make sure they had the right lab tests, the right optimal ranges, the right medication information, the right supplements, that not one more baby was going to be lost unnecessarily. There are many, there are many, uh, many potential risks for a woman with thyroid disease when she is pregnant. And these include infertility, miscarriage, stillbirth, premature birth, um, there's preeclampsia, placental abruption, um, gestation, um, maternal anemia. Then you can have child, children that are born um, that need neonatal care. We can have children with ADHD and higher risks of autism in our children. The, currently, there is no universal thyroid screening in pregnancy. So pregnant women do not have thyroid testing as part of their routine testing. We talked about there are 750 million thyroid patients. Most of them are women. Half of them don't even know they have thyroid disease. So they don't know their babies are at risk and that they are risk at risk in pregnancy. I felt compelled to write something that was going to help protect those babies. And I'm hoping that those 750 million people, especially the women, find our book if they are struggling to conceive, they are planning their pregnancies. It includes postpartum wellness as well, breastfeeding challenges and postpartum depression and weight gain and hair loss postpartum. It is a, the book that I dreamt about. It is a like a dream coming to reality. And um, it's amazing that I wrote it with Mary and 
I had reached out to Mary and I said, Mary, you're part of my journey. Thanks to you, I had my son Hudson when doctors told me you will never get pregnant again, or even if you do, you will have a very dangerous pregnancy. I proved them all wrong thanks to the information that I had researched day and night to write this particular book. So I, I really, it is, it is a, a, a dream come true for me. So thank you so much for um, giving me the opportunity to share it with your listeners. I do highly recommend that everybody get that book. It's available on amazon.com. Very, very important uh, work in the thyroid world, you know, especially for if you're interested in pregnancy and infertility and, and uh, what to do after that if you do suffer from, from a thyroid issue. So where would you like people to find you online? Any additional uh, social media resources, um, your website and things like that you'd like to mention? Absolutely. So there's hypothyroidmom.com is my blog. Um, the Facebook page, you just look up on Facebook, Hypothyroid Mom. I'm at on Twitter at Hypothyroid Mom. You can find Hypothyroid Mom on Instagram and Pinterest and Google+. So there are many different places to find me. Our My Facebook page now, we're, we're almost at 1 million. We're at 980,000. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited because I think in the next, you know, few weeks, it will cross 1 million. And um, I'm in search of, I'm in, I'm searching for those 750 million people. So mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to stop until I find as many of them as I can. That's a, that's amazing. I really got to get my act together. I think my Facebook page has about 3000 <laughs> followers and you're close to a million. So that, that's fantastic. Uh, well, I re really appreciate you coming on and I'm going to add links about everything that we talked about today to your book and your website and, and all the resources that we talked about. So thank right. you again, Dana. I appreciate all you're doing out there in the thyroid world and being a thyroid advocate. It's just, you, you just know that all of the work that you're doing is going to help a lot of people now and, uh, and in the long term, because you're just really, really laying a great foundation Thank of you. information for people out there. So there's probably, you know, now and, and in the future, there's going to be millions of people whose lives are going to be completely changed just because of the work that you're doing. So that means a lot yeah. to me. That means you have no idea that gave me goosebumps that gave me goosebumps, you know, and they say, you know, um, you know, your life, like, what have you accomplished, boy, if, mm -hmm. if, if helping people be well and saving children that might have been harmed unnecessarily, I mean, I don't know any, how blessed, how, what, you know, how, how blessed, how blessed am I mm -hmm. that, I that I have this um, and, and how blessed you are, Dr. Hedberg, that you're helping people be well when they're struggling to find doctors that are open-minded and looking at all the pieces of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's very fulfilling. You know, people talk about success versus fulfillment, and I'm more interested in fulfillment. Yes. And, and doing this work is definitely more the most fulfilling thing that I could be doing. So 
Again, I want to thank you for coming on. I'd like everyone to go to drhedberg.com forward slash podcasts, and you can find this uh, recording there with all the links and the show notes. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you listen to it. And please leave a review and share it with your friends on social media or by email. So thanks again, Dana, for coming on. Uh, It's been great to have you. And take care, everyone. We will see you at the next podcast.